0: You're tuned in to Good Morning Aurora, the newest and coolest podcast ever. 6-11-2020,
1: June 11th, 2020, and it's 8 a.m. here at Good Morning Aurora, Aurora's number one daily local news podcast and morning show covering uh, local news and also covering our national headlines. Hope that you guys are all doing good today. It's a beautiful, nice, hot, sunshiny day outside. Definitely a day different from yesterday where it was rainy as all get outs. But uh, it's really lovely outside. Beautiful day. Um, so please go out there and make the most of it. Hope this morning finds you guys all well and blessed and happy and safe and all of the good stuff all of the above. I um, want you guys to know that this is definitely a, uh, a beautiful day. And a good day to be alive. And uh, I I have to be honest with you, I woke up in a rather positive disposition today. So I don't believe that any pessimism will cloud our daily uh, talk as we do. Maybe not until about 8.19 a.m. when we get into a little bit of the news. Coming to you guys live from Gremlin Studios downtown Aurora. Shout out so we local as you know that. Good morning Aurora comes to you every single day from the heart of downtown Aurora. I want to say shout out to my homie behind the boards, Nick the Engineer, NTE, Ezel. that's the man, that's the boy, um, so shout out to him. Uh, yesterday was a great day. We had a wonderful uh, interview yesterday. We got a chance to uh, sit down with attorney Brittany Peterson, who is also running for King County Circuit Judge. The interview was great. It was part of our well- Wellness Wednesday series. Uh, the interview happened late, so we will be posting that, uh, giving you a twofer this morning. Giving you a twofer. What? Holla if you know what the twofer is. It's like a radio term, you know, where you get two songs for the price of one, a twofer, right? Oh, I'm gonna... So yeah, it's really cool. But the interview was great. I talked about a lot of stuff, and we'll be having that posted here soon for you guys. So you can peep. Game. all right So with that being said, um I we got we got a good amount of stuff to talk about today. At 8 30 p.m. or excuse me at 8 30 a.m. not p.m. damn the show is not that long. Uh at 8 30 a.m. we will be sitting down and talking to a very good friend, a very wonderful comrade, a man who is a friend of the show, a good homie. And his name is Ricardo, the realtor, Miranda. Uh, Don't have a clap button yet. I'm not going to clap by myself, but, yeah, claps for that, claps for that. So, yeah, that's coming at 830, you guys, so it will be a good time. Uh, We will be talking about the intimacies of the housing market, home ownership, things that you, as a, a listener, if you are a renter or for anyone who's a renter or even a current homeowner, things that you can understand and learn about uh, real estate. And then we'll also be talking about the intima- the intimacies of life, just normal everyday stuff, uh, you know, what the brothers go to go through. He's a parent. I'm a parent. It'll all work out very good. All right, Uh, as we told you guys, I have been telling you all damn week, this is Virtual Museum Week. What is Virtual Museum Week? Well, I'm glad you asked. Virtual Museum Week is uh, an initiative that goes all week. It's online, a.k.a. the name Virtual, Um, and it's uh, through the Aurora Public Library, uh, but it features different museums showcasing or highlighting particular initiatives. So yesterday uh, was Blackberry Farms. And today is Phillips Park, or excuse me, Aurora Public Art. And they're doing a uh, animal drawing, an anim, excuse me, an animal draw along featuring Jen Keller uh, at the Phillips Park Zoo. And that's going to be Aurora Public Art Online. And that is from 1 to 2 o'clock p.m. today. Uh, and then Virtual Museum Week has a good rest of the week. Line up as well. Now, what is also very cool about Virtual Museum Week? Well, it's kind of very cool. It's not 100% very cool because, like, I miss the library. I miss going into the library. I miss all of the cool stuff that the library had to offer. Man, I miss it. I hope it goes back to normal so I can walk in there again someday. I miss the maker space and all that good stuff, but yeah, what the hell? Um, Mer- Virtual Museum Week is good. And it's very impressive all of the uh, initiatives that the library can put out there for people online. Uh, Blues and Roots online is also tomorrow, and it's Saturday as well. Uh, we've been telling you guys about the uh, Blues and Roots. Blues and Roots is an online two-day streaming event that is being um, held by the venue online, and the venue is a music venue that was that is excuse me still. In Aurora, downtown on Broadway, right across the street from the Neighbor Project. Um, it's going to be a really cool initiative. Uh, I think one of the things that's the best about it is the simple fact that, like, the venue is a really nice place. And I, I encourage anybody to, if we get back to a normal place, to go check it out, man. It's just, I mean, they got great and awesome shows in there. Uh, lots of things to do. Lots of different programs that come through there so it's you'll have a good time if you uh go so saturday is john primer and bill grady and uh tomorrow or excuse me no tomorrow is goodbye bedlam or good morning bedlam yeah that's what it is uh so yeah and they are from 8 to 10 p.m so yeah it's going down at the venue and check them out on Facebook because uh, that's where the live streaming will take place. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, um, I wanted to talk to you about something uh, that I noticed. Yes, just yesterday I actually. had a very interesting uh, day yesterday. I was going to check on my store and I'm walking up down the street and I see our owner and everything and start talking to him and he and I have a good conversation right there in the street real quick, just a little bit of update. And as he drives off, a Kane County sheriff rolls around and rolls up on a brother who's my friend and he hopped out and it was a, g- <laughs> it was a great moment and he and I uh, had a very, very good street conversation. And two friends of mine drove past and they saw me out there with the uh, King County Sheriff's deputy and they hit me up and asked me if I was okay looking out for their boy. And I was in good hands because the officer is my boy, white dude. Um, so on the one hand, I was like, you know, okay, good look out, right? Because, you know, they they making sure that their boy is good, but at the same time, like, these, they don't know that, like, this is actually, like, my man, like, my dog. Um, And, yeah, it was really cool, and we had a good conversation. And uh, just know that Good Morning Aurora is working diligently to get an interview with this uh, law enforcement officer. And if we can, we can, but there's hoops to jump through, let me tell you. Let me tell you, the hoops to jump through to get an interview. But good morning, Aurora. Hey, we're diligent, baby. So, you know, stay tuned. That's all all I'll tell you. Stay tuned because we're going to get there. But we had an excellent conversation and we talked about uh, the current climate. That was pretty much all we talked about. Uh, But there's a key issue in the uh, discussion that we share as opposed to what anyone else may be thinking about. Current discussions between young black men and the police in this current time, and that is that we we know each other. I have to I have to stress that um, we've known each other for years, and we've taken part in the, uh, volunteer initiatives in Aurora together. Um, so we are friends, you know. And uh, so, what is the dynamic between uh, law enforcement and people of color in our current current climate if they know each other? And, man, we had we basically had the whole podcast interview yesterday on the street. But if we can, we're going to bring that back uh, because that was a very, 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 man, damn. I was telling him, too, the whole time. I was like, man, I got to get you on the show. I got to get you on the show. And he was, like, he was like, I'm down if I can, you know, if I get the okay. So that's how it goes for you guys that don't know. Uh, there are hoops to jump through and there's things to be done. It's called protocol. Maybe that'll be the word for the day. All right. Um, so before, actually, we're gonna do things a little bit different today. It's eight ten a.m. right now. Gonna do things a little bit different today. We got a. There's a couple of uh, things I want to talk to you guys about um, in regards to some of the more social justice, excuse me, social justice aspect related topics that we uh, deal with on the show. Before we get to our interview, um, and so I, I'm gonna do. We're gonna do our COVID nineteen totals now. Actually. Um, get these out of the way, because there's a couple of burning issues that are just burning. Uh, As of this moment, in the United States, there are 1 million, excuse me, there have been, or excuse me, I had that right the first time, there are 1,973,797, excuse me, total cases of COVID-19, with 112,133 total deaths. Now, that is an increase compared to yesterday's data of 17,376 new cases and 950 new deaths, again, compared to yesterday's data. Uh, These totals come from, and this information comes from CDC.gov. That is the website for the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. If you go onto the website, it details and breaks down, and this website has been growing as well uh, with new metrics and ways to look at the data. Uh, But the data breaks down in many different ways. Cases and deaths by state. You can select your state and it'll show you by county. New cases by day. Cases by age. Cases by race and ethnicity. And cases and deaths among healthcare personnel. Uh, Now, among healthcare personnel, excuse me, um, there are 72,346 cases among healthcare personnel with 383 deaths. Very sad, as we know, COVID nineteen has been disproportionately affecting uh, Latino Americans and African Americans as well. Um, so let's not keep our let's keep our eyes on the ball here, okay? Um, in the midst of all the social unrest that's going on, there is still a uh, health crisis. We can't take our eyes on the ball can't take our eyes off the ball on that. So. Please continue to stay safe. Please continue to wear a mask, wash your hands, whatever the case may be. Okay? Um, So, I think that that's important to know. All right. So, gun violence is raging in Chicago and definitely needs to be highlighted. Um, I read an article which was absolutely stunning Uh, the level of violence taking place in the city. Uh, 18 murders in 24 hours inside the most violent day, excuse me, yeah, inside the most violent day in 60 years in Chicago. According to Max Coppiston, the senior research director at the University of Chicago Crime Lab, he said, quote, we've never seen anything like it at all, end quote. Well, at least not in the last 60 years. Uh, but the article is very well written. and I'm actually going to post this uh, on our Facebook and Instagram so you guys can see that. Read briefly from it momentarily here. Um, a hardworking father killed just before 1 a.m. A, a Westside High School student murdered two hours later. A man killed amid Southside looting at a cell phone store at 12.30 p.m. A college freshman who hoped to become a correctional officer gunned down at 4.25 p.m. after getting into an argument in Inglewood. While Chicago was roiled by another day of protests and lootings in the wake of George Floyd's murder, 18 people were killed Sunday, May 31st, making it the most single most violent day in Chicago in six decades. According to the University of Chicago Crime Lab, the lab's data doesn't go back further than 1961. That's why. From 7 p.m. Friday, May 29th through 11 p.m. Sunday, May 31st, 25 people were killed in a, in the city with another 85 Wounded by gunfire. Um, Absolutely just staggering, staggering numbers. I mean, it's just, it's really sad. Um, And I myself am looking for ways to uh, always combat violence uh, when I see it. I haven't done much activism in Chicago in a while. Um, Even before the... uh, COVID-19 hit and everything like that. Things started picking up here in Aurora. So there was really um, uh, one of the groups I was involved with in Chicago as well. Unfortunately, disbanded after having a uh, member pass away. So that was sad. But yeah, you know, it was um, that violence is something that is very negative. We don't like to see it and always looking for ways to combat that. But it does need to be Highlighted, though, because I don't want to, I mean, when we talk about social justice and we talk about being the peace, it encompasses all aspects. So we have to heal our communities as well. Um, So please know that the time is now 815 a.m. All right. Thomas Lane, one of the four Minneapolis police officers involved in the death of George Floyd, has been released from jail on bail. Thomas Lane, 37 years old, who had been held on $750,000 conditional bail, to which, if only 10% of that is needed, that's 75 G's, was freed from the Hennepin County Jail at 5:08 p.m. yesterday. Snuck it in on you. You didn't even know that, did you? Uh, his lawyer, Earl Gray, confirmed Lane was released yesterday after posting bail, and told ABC News he had no further comment. He is one of three officers charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder and aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter in the connection of the death of George Floyd. He's one of the good cops that we shouldn't, shouldn't forget about. Don't, don't forget about good cops. He's one of the good cops who helped pin down a guy crying out for his mom and yelling that he can't breathe, subsequently resulting in his death. Um, but he's out on bail, monitored during release, and may not carry a gun, and must not take part in any law enforcement activities for the duration of this uh, case, well, at least until he's sentenced. Who knows what that'll be. Had a conversation yesterday, and uh, it was mentioned that it'll be a bad look if the three officers team up to try to convict homeboy to get off. Uh, homeboy being Derek Shelvin, um, so we'll see. We'll see about that. I think. Uh, I think that the worst message that could be sent would be either acquittal or no charges or whatever the case may be for the uh, officer. You know, so I'm not looking forward to that if it does happen. I hope that does not happen. That would that would send a uh, that would send a very ugly signal. Well, it know, send, send a very Dismissive message And then I think that ugliness would follow that Because I think people would be so Outraged And since the protests uh, Or nationwide demonstrations have not Quelled rather Increased uh, With a 28% increase in support for Black Lives Matter Compared to a year ago um, I think that that would just Create and foster more instability And the climate would Definitely not calm down um after that. So yeah, I'm not looking forward to that, but I hope it uh, I hope that justice does come to this whole situation. Uh the time is now <clears throat> excuse me, 818 AM. All right. Foodie Friday is tomorrow. Now tomorrow is carryout days here in downtown Aurora. Carry out days is um is simply two days where it is highlighted or rather high lit to uh, the restaurants downtown, Ballydoyle and Alteiro and so many good places. So many good, awesome restaurants to go check out. Now uh, Who else got food that we could eat? Usamba, shout out to Usamba, I have to say. Shout out to Usamba and to uh, the brothers, Peanut Gallery and STL Art. Shout out to them uh, for the awesome work that they did on the artwork that's in front of Usamba. If you drive past Usamba on New York Street, take a look at the artwork. That is local um, Aurora art. And it's really good. So, shout out to STL Peanut and shout out Usamba. And if you go to Usamba, get the black beans and rice. You will not be disappointed. Ooh! Soul food, baby. But yeah, Foodie Friday is tomorrow with a culinary demonstration. With Chef Amari Rosado. Mm. Now that looks to be very damn good. Now that's going to be with Aurora Public Art Online. uh, Tomorrow the 12th from 1 to 2 p.m. And yeah, tune in for that. Tune in for that. Next week, um, there's a lot of cool stuff going on too. As well within downtown Aurora. Um, So stay tuned for everything that's going on. The Virtual Boss Babes is going on next week. Uh, What day is that? Next week on Wednesday. So lots of other stuff coming up, but we'll tell you guys all about that. The time is 8.20 a.m. And uh, again, coming up at 8.30, we will have our brother from another mother, Ricardo Miranda, the realtor, sitting down, talking with us about real estate and life. Stay tuned to Good Morning Morning. is now 8.25 a.m. Boy, this world we living in is going absolutely bonkers. Lori Lightfoot is pissed, y'all. Lori Lightfoot is pissed in Chicago. Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't know if you guys are aware, but apparently, while while some rioting was going on in the city of Chicago, Mayor Lightfoot was on a call. Uh, With aldermen who were, you know, asking about their uh, constituencies and their precincts and their districts and their, well, aldermen, they'd be wards, actually. And uh, apparently one of the aldermen, in what appears to be nothing more than a publicity stunt, leaked the audio of the most contentious part of the call so I guess the call got a little bit wild, I guess the call got a little bit crazy, and this guy chose to leak the part that like looks the wackest, you know what I'm saying, and uh, Alderman Raymond Lopez, he's from the south side, she was on a call with 50 Aldermen, um, and it was her and the city council, and Mayor Lightfoot's Position is that, you know, leaders in the city need to be able to speak amongst themselves professionally and candidly and be able to have these conversations without, well, people leaking them. And I guess, uh, you know, he took the part. <laughs> of the conversation that sounds the worst And he leaked that I find that whack as hell But uh, yeah During the, the height of civil unrest in Chicago neighborhoods Following the Minneapolis police killing of George Floyd Mayor Lightfoot hosted a call With all 50 aldermen that devolved Devolved That's the word of the day I mean it didn't get bad It didn't shut down It devolved Strong language God I love the English language Um, After southwest side alderman Raymond Lopez complained about what he said was inadequate response to the city, excuse me, by the city to looting. When Lopez finished his comments, Lightfoot tried to move on without answering him and Lopez insisted that she address his questions. I think you're 100% full of shit is what I think. Lori Lightfoot responded. Lopez replied, well, fuck you then. Wow. Asked at an unrelated news conference Wednesday whether she regrets, quote, using such colorful language, end quote, Lightfoot said the entirety of the conversation went on for an hour and a half. Quote, unfortunately, one of the aldermen, I think we know who it is, illegally taped and then shared only that portion of the conversation that served his purposes, end quote. She added that during tough and difficult times, we ought to be able to have candid conversations. Quote, There are a lot of incredible emotions that were shared on that call by fellow aldermen. Now, all of them don't feel secure or safe coming together with their colleagues because of one individual who decided to illegally tape a conversation that was intended to be a private conversation among all of us. Shame on him. Shame on him. That's what I say, end quote. Damn. I'm with that, though. You know, I mean, it's like... Yeah. Why would you... Like, if you're going to leak, obviously it was just for, you know, just for the juice. But that's me. What do I know? That's why I'm doing a podcast and not talking to the mayor of Chicago yet. But I can tell you this, and I can tell all of our listeners this, and our listeners are our people, and our people are ourselves. Good morning, Aurora. would never do such a thing. We value our people. And quite frankly, look, we want the juice. We don't give the juice away. The time is now 8:29 a.m. and uh, in what can only be described as professional and abject motivation, we're going to get started talking to our brother early. As I told you, we have Ricardo, the realtor Miranda, on the line with us this morning, coming to speak to us. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Um, I'm excellent. Better now that I'm on this call. So thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> thank you very much thank you very much for coming on to good morning Aurora and I want to say to the uh, I want to say to everyone we will get you in the studio properly one of these days right. for part two okay. that that will happen right. uh thanks for coming on the call early too I know you were already up working yes my first one 7 uh, 7.30, 7 30 uh, 830 and I have uh, uh 945. Very nice. (laughs) Zoom mornings. I'm ready. Very cool. Um, So we're gonna start off first learning about you, and then we'll delve into um, real estate and just some knowledge that people can really use. Knowledge is power. Applied knowledge is powerful. And then uh, we'll go into what I think is important because you're a parent and I'm a parent. And this show has two points. One is social justice, but the second is positive vibes. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we are instilling in our kids in our current climate. So first of all, introduce yourself. Let the world know who you are. Okay. Uh, my name is Ricardo Miranda. Um,
0: I am the oldest of four children, born and raised in Aurora, Illinois. Um, love my city. I love my community. I am of uh, I married my high school sweetheart, uh, Jasmine, and we have three beautiful daughters. We have Jasleen, Melanie, and uh, Ruby. So um, that's uh, I graduated from East Aurora, so I'm an East Aurora Tomcat. <laughs> and, um, that's pretty much it. We have my my family owns a couple businesses downtown Aurora as well, so okay. we're invested in the I like to, I like to bike for fun. I like to spend time with my parents and, um, I like to, uh, I'm very big on personal growth. Um, because if I'm not
1: feeding myself, I then can't go feed other people. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Aurora is the show for you. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, uh, so tell us about your background. Where'd you go to school? I went to school and, uh, um, uh, graduated East Aurora high school. Okay. I went to
0: a for a couple years. And um, that's when my daughter came into my world. Nice. So I, I I went to a Bonzi for two years. I didn't finish my associates. I can't even lie. I have like two classes left. So I'm just going to go knock those out just so I can actually get my associates. Um, and that's pretty much for schooling. Other than that, I've, I've worked full time since I was 15 years old. So my first job was um, was at McDonald's right there on
1: Union and uh, New York Street. Damn, um, local. Had, <laughs> I had a permit. My cousin was a general
0: manager at the time, and um, I got in there and just started plugging away. By by, I started on my birthday, uh, June fifth, when I turned fifteen. By December of that year, I was already in management position. So then I became a manager, and I worked on the management side of things for a year. That gave me a lot of a lot of great lessons, and um, I can't thank McDonald's enough for just the training and the foundation that they put into my life at such an early age. Right. So after that,
1: I continued working my jobs, and then I be- I dove into the automotive career. So
0: when I was seventeen, I began working in the automotive career, selling auto parts. So Napa Auto Parts on uh, Galena and Lake Street. Okay. Uh, back it was called Aurora Automotive. It was privately held. Um, now it, now Napa Corporation owns it. But that's where I started um, working there when I was 17. By the time I was 24, 20, no, by the time I was like 22, 23, I started, I, I earned the right to be in the sales position. So that's when I started doing outside sales, getting a lot of the experience there and developing the relationships that I still have to this day with, uh, with a lot of my, my shop owners, my business owners, and
1: area very so key did, yes sir very key um very key
0: relationships are, are everything so I did that I let uh from a uh, automotive career from 05 um until I retired in
1: 2016 so I did wow. that for about years damn that's a long time long time right. yeah a long time climbing up the corporate ladder you know what I mean I really
0: loved what I did um and then I got introduced to real estate. I started doing real estate just kind of as a hobby just cuz I'm always looking for different streams of income. Right. Um always keeping busy on something good that can um that I can make a difference and I can make some money. So right. that was a great vehicle for that. And
1: then I dove all in in uh summer of 2016 and it's been four I'm in my fourth year. Um of, of working for myself. I would, you know, for those who may not know you and just listen to this knowing you, I would think that it was reversed that you was doing this for like 11 years. And, <laughs> yeah, cause yeah, no, you make well, it look very good, brother. You make it look good. I'm very blessed and yeah. people take care of me. You know what I mean? You, you right. take care of your people, the people are going to take care of you. Right, that's you know good. I mean? my, my business model is, mm-hmm. is very simple. Do unto your neighbor as you want done unto you. Amen to that. Amen to that. Um, So, now, tell us about Miranda Properties. Okay,
0: awesome. Miranda Properties, um, uh, it's uh, a small residential real estate practice that I own. Okay. Um, I'm partnered up with Keller Williams Infinity. That's in Naperville. We just opened our Aurora location a few months ago. Keller Williams Innovate on Indian Trail. And Orchard.
1: Okay. Um. My wife is also licensed, and then I, I have Liz, who's our transaction coordinator for for our te- our real estate team. Okay, so you were you were with Keller Williams, and then branched and created Miranda Group. Is that how it goes for the audience? No,
0: no actually, I'm 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 like I'm like uh, the Jordan brand, and then
1: I'm under Nike. Oh. So, Miranda Properties is an outlet of Keller Williams. Got it. Okay. That's how how I can best explain it. Okay. Very cool. See, for for those that don't know the real estate game like that, now you know. See? Knowledge is power early in the morning. (laughs) So I had two options. I had an option. I can go start my own brand, Right. which luckily
0: Keller Williams still allows me to do that, yet I don't have the infrastructure that a Nike does. Instead, I looked at the companies that best align with my vision, my values, and my morals. That was Keller Williams. I aligned myself with them, and I partnered up with them so I can have the local presence
1: with national reach. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Keller Williams highlights your ideas, your goals, your morals. Are you saying that there are real estate or realtors and companies that... Have practices other than things that are above board and ground? I mean, you, you know what? Um, I won't speak for anybody else. Of course not. not. That I, this is Keller Williams. This is our business model. Right. God, family, then business. You Word know what up. I, mean? I think a lot of times, especially in our generation, the young generation, we think it's all oh, business, 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 but it's actually the opposite, for, at least for me. No, you know yeah, that's I mean? good business, to know
0: business is great i love what i do but it doesn't dominate my life it's the vehicle that i use to get to help people's dreams come true and to help me to that helps me fund the things that i believe in the causes that i believe in the charities
1: that i believe in the veterans that that are near and dear to my heart right um my
0: vehicle that i use to, to um i i'd say i'm blessed
1: to be a blessing and real estate's my vehicle to do no, I, I, I totally appreciate that. Uh, I was taught a long time ago by my dad, all money ain't good money. And just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. And, you know, trying to do, you know, in my personal life, if we ever get to one of those episodes, but, like, I, I realized a long time ago, like, the more I chased the dollar, the further I got from what I wanted to do. And if I, if I, you know, just cause it makes money doesn't mean it's always a good thing. It's, it, it, it may be, it may be putting money in your pockets, but draining your soul, draining uh, your, draining your integrity. If, if what you have to do to get money or pay your damn mortgage uh-huh. is taking away from your integrity, I would call that bad. Yep. Absolutely. I couldn't, I, agree, I couldn't agree with you more and that's why I got out of the corporate position that I was in. Right. Because
0: it, it was no longer in alignment with what I believed in as a man, um, and I had to get away from that environment. I mean, you—you you ask people, they thought I was crazy. I mean, I had everything. Right. I had The car, comp- the doc- the car,
1: the this, the that, the poor one. Like I had all that. But but the the way that I saw it is, I had to sell my soul in order to return that. Right. And I said, what? I <laughs> rather, rather put the chips on me and and build my life. The way that I have been visioned it my entire life. Yeah, I've um I haven't been an entrepreneur. Well, it's been like six years for me now. I was working corporate downtown Chicago. I was uh, you know, I, it it was the job that I wanted at that time. I liked reading the newspaper on the train and wearing the tie. I liked uh, you know, having my own little office and desk, kind of like you. I started off as just you know an uh, account associate. And then the next thing I know, like, you know, I'm the, that's my department over there, you know, but again, the, the time I spent with family was gone. I'm spending, you know, two hours a day on the train transform. Yes. The money is good, but I'm not taking part with my veterans. I'm not giving back. We are not packaging food at the food pantry. All of the things that I wanted to do were not being done. So I am blessed uh, to be forging my own kind of path or rather our own kind of path to do Make money, live a good life, but yet live the kind of life we want, happy. Happy, peaceful, decent bike rides with the kids. Um, the time is now 8.40 a.m. So uh, here's a couple questions for uh, for that can benefit the audience. What is something that a lot of people have misconceptions about, or what's the number one thing people have misconceptions about about real estate? You know, people, if they don't know what they're doing, thinking about a home, thinking about owning, things like that. What's uh, some common missteps?
0: The biggest misconception that I see is that people think buying a home is like buying something on Amazon. Oh, I like that, add to cart, check out. You know what I mean? There's a lot more variables that go into that. That's why um, education is key. You know, knowledge is power. Applied knowledge is, is, is power. And what I mean by that is is you need to... to your your research you need to ask questions you need to interview a few different agents and you need to have a good understanding as to what are all those moving pieces that are have to that have to be in place in order for you to purchase i always tell people look buying a house is a big responsibility right you know i I, number one i don't sugarcoat it you know what i mean because i i'm a homeowner myself i have investment properties i became a homeowner at the age of 22 I um, mean it's a big responsibility it's no longer oh I'll call my landlord to come fix this. So the biggest misconception that I see is that oh I like that let me let me add it to the cart and let me check out. I wish no I don't wish it was that easy cuz then things would really be bad. But the 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 thing there is I what what my advice is is do your research, ask a lot of questions, do your work on the front end. So then the rest, of the, the rest of the process is a great experience for you instead of all these nightmare stories that we hear that people have all the time. I believe when people don't have a good experience, the shortcuts were taken. And see the difference with hmm. my company is we don't allow shortcuts because we know where that road ends. And that's why I won't be a good fit for a lot of people because I refuse to lower my standard
1: to meet, meet them where they're at. Instead, I want to help them. Level up and get to a higher plateau. I word up. No, I feel you. Um, that's one of the things that I have to say about this show. Um, my co-host name is Salvatore, uh, good brother. But yeah, that's kind of the vision we go with this show. Like we're not no shout out. You know, no diss to any rappers who are still rapping with dreams of high school in the basement with the friends and all that. But level up. We need information that can help the next generation. You know what I'm saying? We the next generation of homeowners. Where y'all at? If you're twenty-one years old, good morning, Aurora's for you. Ricardo Miranda is on the show. Like, let's level ourselves up to the next plateau. Let's not take shortcuts. Even if even if it takes a little longer. Do the work the right way. Do it right. Absolutely. Pay the price on the front
0: end. The, so the John Maxwell says, you pay the price now and you play later. Or you play now and you pay later. The only difference
1: is when we pay later, it's going to come with interest. Right. So it's one of those where do what you got to do in the beginning,
0: so you don't you don't you you set yourself up to win at the highest level. I see a financial literacy gap in our community, and we have to we have to be stewards. Number one, I can't take people where I haven't been. That's why I am I'm I'm there, and I'm moving forward now the question is am i going to be a river and 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 let that flow through me or am i going to be a pond and just keep it all in right right I, whatever i learned i want to share with everyone else so if they get even one little nugget of knowledge or of their financial literacy goes from a three to a four then i feel my job my job was was uh was well
1: done I like that. I like that. It's very powerful. Um, second question: what does uh, when, when you hear things like property taxes, mm-hmm. um, for the average individual, um, what does that you know how important, or rather how um, I guess important is the word, how important are property taxes in home ownership and for homeowners?
0: Great question. Great question. Property taxes are super important because property taxes affect your monthly payment. So when you're done, when you're done paying your, your, your mortgage, the stuff that doesn't, the thing that will never go away is your property taxes. So we'll use an example. If you have a a property tax bill of $6,000, you're paying $500 a month in property taxes. If you have a a tax bill of $12,000 a year, are paying $1,000 a month in property taxes. So the question I always ask is, well, what's a range that you're comfortable paying? Because in real estate, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Yet, the, we have to understand the components of the property taxes and what the level of comfort is and what you're getting in return for those property taxes, right? So it's one of those where the reason Aurora is such a thriving real estate market because property taxes are super, are very affordable very affordable you get a lot of bang for your buck for being so close to the city and right now we're seeing the migration patterns from the city start coming out this way to the verbs right but property taxes are very my 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 advice is have a range in property taxes that you'd like to stay within and calculate the different mortgage payments with different tax scenarios like i just mentioned a $3500 yearly tax, a $4500 yearly tax and a
1: $5500 yearly tax so you can see how that affects your monthly payment. What's the difference between rent and mortgage? Rent. Great question. Rent,
0: you're paying your landlord's mortgage meaning and uh, and a mortgage is when I'm when I'm paying my own. So the rent is you don't own, mortgage is you own. So right. those are, that's the best way that I can explain it there. Um, I have investment properties where my tenants are paying my mortgage and I'm getting a little sum on the top, uh, a little extra on the top as well. So the question becomes, which side of the fence do you want to be on? And there's no right or wrong answer. I've talked to people, they're like, dude, I don't have no, I have no desire of owning. And that's
1: totally cool. You know, I'm talking to the people who desire to own right where where how can how can i help you get from point a to point b right do you want
0: your whole life do you want to 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 buy there's no right or wrong there's no judgment on my end because like i said no right no there's no one size fits all so it's all about the person's goals and aspirations
1: yeah i um funny that you mentioned that there's a guy uh old old guy um around town talked to him a few times, and he's always told me, you know, he lives in a beautiful place, and I was like, man, you own? He's like, nah, I rent. He told me that. I have no desire to own, Ah, And I was like, word? And he was like, ah, what's, you know, and that kind of thing. And there's people who, like, literally believe that. I'm not one of them, you know? I currently uh, I currently rent, but you and I have talked, you know what I'm saying, and uh, uh, amongst the many goals right. in life is, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to have a beautiful home, but um, I think that that's key information because basic, uh, you know, even before a financial literacy portion, uh, the basic right. difference between rent and mortgage, I think, is something that our community does not fully get. They don't get just because you win something. What's the dynamics of you being there? Right. Right. I, I know people who, who, who their car payments <clears throat> are as well pay for investment property. Right. Right. So that's the and,
0: and it's no it's no oh, I'm better or this and that. It's that's why I said to each their own. And I and I mean that like every single word of that. So but if you give me the option to pay seven hundred dollars for this fancy new car, seven hundred dollars for a cash positive investment property. To me, there is no thinking about it because I'm thinking 10 years down the road. I'm thinking, how can I how can I build a legacy that when I pass away, I can pass on to my kids and that's where we're talking about breaking the cycles. that's where we're talking about generational wealth that's where my kids can have a
1: hand uh, they can get a a, a, a a little advantage right right and getting getting them started whether they want
0: to live there or sell it or keep investing renting it out that's totally up to them but what am i doing now to leave behind for
1: my family and for others to benefit no word up that is uh Man, should have had you on the show a long time ago. <laughs> but we've been putting the, we've we've only been doing this. Uh, I think this is our fourth week doing this. So putting putting the pieces together and learning and getting it squared away. You know what I'm saying? Take take the time take the time to make it look good, get it right, and then do it. Um, so that's a good segue into the other part of our conversation. But I have to say, I uh, I didn't see you at the peace rally. Didn't did. see you out there at the park. I was looking for my dog. <laughs> I know.
0: I, I was doing my part of promoting it, um, but it, uh, it was one of those days where we did spend the entire Sunday uh, walking down through downtown Aurora. Yeah. We'll
1: check out Mills uh, Tap Room. Oh, how'd you um, like it? Was, it was awesome. I okay. liked it
0: a lot. Um, I felt the prices were super
1: reasonable. Actually, mm-hmm. like a little,
0: little too too low, but it was awesome to go in there um support them try their pretzels they have a nice pizza and just go out there and
1: support our community in 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 these times we walked over to uh, to latin fusion as well okay um we walked over over that way and then we ended up we walked over to Pre mill hung out with with my brothers over there and then we ended up uh buying some chinese food on the way back to my brother's condo there and uh, on river next to uh, Society Fifty Seven. So I was. Um, I went to. Um, well, first of all, let's shout out. Let's shout out the boys at uh pre mill. Um, they actually. So they were integral. Oh, they were cooking out. Yeah, they were cooking out. Uh, they were integral oh. at the um, at the peace That's rally. Right. Yeah. So right. so shout out to them. Uh, one of the best pictures I took that day was of. Oh, know you, you know which one kill tojo with the sign geo and the yo it was a masterpiece it was a beautiful i'm gonna use that picture uh with their permission of course um i'm gonna use that picture again because that was a excellent image it just it was a very strong image um but yeah they will be what up
0: justice and positive vibes, right? Yep. They were doing cool by by being there leading by example and then afterwards
1: inviting people over to the shop to grab a bite. to eat. Yep. How cool is that. The interview uh interviews coming soon. Y'all stay tuned for that baby. Y'all y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay tuned. <laughs> y'all stay tuned. Uh so the time is now 8:52 a.m. Before we wrap up, we got to get into arguably another important part of our portion here and that is So we just spoke about ending uh world building and creating something that our kids can benefit whatever our professions may be um but how are we raising our kids in this current climate you know you got three daughters so um how has life been for you specifically in regards to just the social unrest and everything your daughters are still young yes 10, so, and four and three. right so i maybe not getting too involved in the nitty-gritty of what's happening but how do you feel as a parent
0: I, I just, I just like the fact that this is what they have to have to experience and <clears throat> see. Yet
1: these are the cards that we're dealing with, right? So how do we, how do we lead from the front, right? The kids are gonna do what the
0: parents are gonna do, in my opinion, right? It's, it's. Uh, I heard this story once. No matter how, no matter what I keep telling the kids, they keep, in, they insist on acting like us, right? And we can give our kids all the advice that we want and this and that. In the end of the day our kids are going to follow our example. Right. Right. How are we as parents handling the pressure? Right. You know, are we holding or are we keeping our faith strong? Are 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 we being positive or are we are we being victors or are we being victims? Right? right? Are we taking the time to say, "Hey honey, you know what questions do you have? How how do you feel about the situation?" Let's let's let's, let's chat about it. But the thing about that we promote in our household is love. You know what? Love conquers all. We 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 tell our daughter, you know what, I'm sorry that you do have to go through this, but we're here. How can we how can we make a positive impact on the community? How can we raise our kids to not see colors, just see a, a, a human, right? And the way we've been doing it is by by keeping a positive attitude at home. I'm not watching the news too much. I watch it enough to be informed but focusing on what we can control, which is our attitude and our actions. Right. Yeah. That's how it works. But it's tough. You know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's an everyday adjustment, and um, it's just it just sucks when they ask you those hard questions when you're thinking to yourself, a 10-year-old shouldn't be asking me this. My 4-year-old shouldn't be afraid of, Papi, uh, what's this corona thing? I don't want to go outside because I'm going to get sick when that's where we have to check ourselves as well where wait where did she get that where did where did she get that fear from where where is that information coming from and that's where i say sometimes you got to be careful on what you're listening to what you're watching or who you're
1: listening to right yeah what you um you know what you fill what you fill your uh your house with and what you fill your time with will you know that that kind of creates that you know, hell, right. uh, I, you know, I'm, 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 messing it up on the mic, but yeah, what you, you know, what you seek out is what you find. You know, what you surround yourself right. with is that's, that's everything too. What you focus on expands. You yeah. know, if You focus negativity, that's going to expand.
0: If you focus on the positivity, which there's a lot of positivity going on. Unfortunately, the
1: media doesn't show that side of things as much. Right. You know what I mean? So it's one of those where
0: what we focus on. Is, is on love. What we focus on is coming from contribution. What we focus on is leading by example. What we focus on is maintaining a good attitude during these weird times. And what we focus on is our higher power, God, that we believe in, that we get our strength
1: from. Right. There's a guy, uh, one of the other pre-mail boys, um, Alex Garcia, mm-hmm. Endure. Oh, yeah, that's the boy right there. Endure. Good brother. Good brother. Um, he and I, at the Peace Rally, We had a little side conversation because he's a vet. Um, Me and him had a little side. He's he will be on this homie will be on this show. All them all them brothers gonna be on here one day. Um, He and I had a little side conversation which was very good and very revealing. And we were talking about like you know, it was in the context of just like life and all that kind of shit. But like, we just gonna keep doing. What we're doing with our goals and our vision. I was telling him, how, am like, you know, in the veteran community, like, there's not much uh, people of color representation in a lot of places and everything like that. And I was telling him, like, we're gonna change that narrative. But in the same time, at the same time, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. Our message is always gonna stay. His message is positive. My message, is po- our message is positive. Collectively, so we can overcome. As a as a father of a seven year old who will be eight this year, like. You know, and as a boy, so that when all the rioting and everything happened, uh, a store that I have a stake in was vandalized. It wasn't looted. It was just vandalized. And I had no choice but to take my son to go check it out because it's so close. And we had to curve all the way around to get over on side of Broadway on that up opposite side. and And it was messed up because we weren't in the thick of it but you could obviously see the chaos going down cuz we were on like down and in Broadway right there and everything was like galena in new york so you could see it and he was asking like what are all these people doing like what's going on i was like it's a we not even don't even worry about all that it's a protest what's a pro we got to go check on the store you know keep let's keep our eyes on the ball not to sh- not to shelter him from nothing but at the same time like since I can control what he sees and hears about it, I'm going to take that route. It right. What really disturbed me, homie, was when I saw people bring their kids. Right. Like, I, I think, you know, yeah, it's an interesting time, and, you know, be a, but come on, man. It's dangerous. Come on, man, that's dangerous, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was, I thought that that was so irresponsible, and, like, I'm taking my kid away from it, and I see parents bringing their kids to it. I was, I was appalled. I was right. appalled at that.
0: You know, I feel the same way. I don't, um, do I want them to experience it? Yeah, a little bit, but
1: not at, not at the cost of their safety. Right. Exactly. There was tear gas popping off and all of that. Right. Rubber bullets, tear gas, people throwing stuff. You know what I mean? What if they throw a brick it hits all, it, it bounces off and it hits your kid on the head.
0: Right. You know what I mean? it's one of those where to each their own. It's just, I think, I think a peaceful rally is one thing. Um, looting, and having your kid there, that's another thing. People are running everywhere, trampling over people, and
1: its um, I just think it's not, not a safe place for a kid. All right, the time is now 8.59 a.m., so we are going to wrap up. But our show, Good Morning Aurora, always ends the show on a positive note. So what do you got for the people that they can take with some nuggets? I mean, they you gave a lot of juice. You dropped a lot of gems already. So, you know, <laughs> could you, let's, uh, what can we end off the show with um, from... Uh, Mr. Miranda and Miranda Properties.
0: Well, what I'll leave I'll leave off with this, which is uh, which is a quote that I that I saw. um, When the whole world is silent, even one voice becomes powerful. By Malaya Yusafai. Ah. Even though it's in that correctly, Um, but what I'm going to leave you with is that you know what
1: every single voice is important, right? What and the other thing is. Not only is everybody's voice important, we have to
0: respect other people's opinions. Right. right. Just because you and say you and I disagree on something doesn't mean that um, I'm gonna bash you or right. I'm going. To,
1: I I everybody's entitled to their opinion. Whether I agree with it or not, I have to respect their opinion right. and I have to maintain an open mind. Yet that doesn't mean that I'm
0: going to from what I believe in and what I'm so passionate about right what I'm saying is let's 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 keep our voices out there yet let's be respectful of other opinions and voices that aren't exactly in
1: alignment with ours I agree with that totally and keeping an open mind and that's uh Malayla Yousafzai, she was the girl the young Afghan girl shot in the head by the Taliban and left for dead uh, she went on to win the Nobel Prize, if I'm not mistaken. That's youngest, right. Youngest,
0: youngest recipient
1: of the Nobel Peace Prize. That's right. Uh, very, very powerful young lady A powerful quote to leave us with. Um, and from us at Good Morning Aurora, we'll say that, you know what, uh, just keep the positive going on with everybody. You know what I'm saying? If you see something, uh, say something. If you can contribute, contribute when you can. And, uh, you know, just, just keep your head up. Everything is going to be good. Um, right. you know, be the be the change that you want to see. To some of y'all, that may sound crazy, but from myself and, and the realtor here, walk it like you're talking, and you want to see it. Right. You know, let's start doing as much as we talk about it. That's you right. What I mean,
0: let's. I a lot of people talk, yet I don't see them putting in time volunteering. A lot of people talk, yet I don't see them putting their money where their mouth is either. Right. You know what? Donate to a good cause. We we're so passionate about with our mouth.
1: But let's 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 have the, the audio match the video. ooh, that's the end right there. OK, right. you yeah, know what? Video, <laughs> right? uh, it's, it's too much heat for this early in the morning, y'all. All right. Shout out to uh, Keller Williams. Shout out to Pre-Mill. Shout out to Miran, uh, Miranda Properties. Shout out to 24 Rungs and ASMR Journey to Recovery. And from Good Morning Aurora to all of you. Peace and be blessed.